0: You are listening to the Andy Zanka Youth Empowerment Program on KDNK Community Radio. This is Brain Garden, a monthly collaboration between ASYAP and my organization, Kangel's Connection. The mission of Brain Garden is to start conversations on topics that our youth are experiencing. Conversations create a dialogue for healing and offer resources for other community members in need. These students are opening their hearts and stories to help facilitate conversations in our community. I'm your host, Janelle Hildebrand, and I'm the founder of Cangels Connection, Inc., also referred to as the Kangel Connection Foundation. I started Cangels Connection in 2019 after my son Kane passed away from an accidental drug overdose on June 20th of 2018 at 24 years old. Cangel's Connection mission is to be the hub of connecting resources to the people in need. I felt alone as a parent of a struggling young man, and I didn't have the resources for myself or for Cain. My website is c-a-i-n-e dot c-a-i-n-e g-e-l c-o-n-n-e-c-t-i-o-n dot org, and I have a list of resources that is continuously growing. I became connected with ASYEP through KDNK. And if you're a teen listening and would like to share your story and offer some resources, please contact Janelle Hildebrand at J-E-N-X-T-R-E-M-E-S-K-I at com. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes to listen to one of our upcoming conversations. Hello and welcome to The Brain Garden. I am Janelle, your host, and I have a special guest in the studio. Would you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Ben Heim and uh, just here to talk about some dyslexia.
0: Excellent, Ben. I would love to know a little bit about you. Let's give the listeners a chance to know who you are. Where did you grow up? Do you have siblings, pets? What are your hobbies?
1: Yeah. So um, I grew up here in Glenwood Springs. Uh, I was born right here and uh, I've kind of lived my whole life here so far. And uh, I have an older brother and an older sister, both out of college and uh, do have a pet dog, um, Black Lab, who's one of my best friends. And what I love to do is mostly just outdoor stuff. So anything in nature, skiing, biking, anything like that. Do you like camping? I haven't done it in a while, but it is fun.
0: Great. I think the outdoors, there's something about connecting. um, Yeah. Connecting to the outdoors and connecting your energy. It's almost like a relationship, right? You're taking energy and you're giving it.
1: Especially seeing like just wild animals, helping out, doing all that stuff.
0: And I know you're working.
1: Yep. I work up on a ski mountain, helping people um, get fitted to skis and ski boots.
0: And now you're teaching some skiing too?
1: I am, yeah. Just a couple days. Um, that's cool. Just helping out when they need help.
0: That is awesome. I'm so happy. And that's kind of how we got co- connected through the ski Yeah, ski area and through my friend, your mom. Yep. Um, so we're here to talk a little bit about an obstacle, which we spoke of when you introduced yourself of dyslexia. And what I'd really like you to do is kind of give... Say, I'm brand new and I'm an infant. Tell me a little bit of what that is. Give me a picture of what that looks like in your eyes.
1: At first, I didn't really know I had it. Um, I thought I was just going through school. And, uh, you know, I just thought I was different than everybody else. And I thought I was not the smartest. And so I thought I was stupid. And
0: um, So did you feel like you were not grasping what the teacher was teaching yes okay
1: yeah it was very hard for me to uh read write do math um just kind of sit in my chair and actually listen and uh actually get down what she's saying or what he's saying
0: so do you feel like you were memorizing a lot of stuff by hearing it and then trying to store that
1: yep yeah that was really hard too um especially with school uh I feel like every kid has trouble with just like, okay, what we learn in school is completely different to what we do in the real world. Like, yeah, it helps. um, But I also feel like we're here and half of what we learn in school, we're never going to use in the real world.
0: Do you feel like maybe what we're learning in school is kind of like when we build a house and it's just like the foundation and then we have to build off of that? like the structure, like then, the, yeah, then yeah. the framing goes up and then the insulation goes in and the wiring and the plumbing. Yes, yeah. And you go up to the roof.
1: Yes, that does make sense, yes.
0: So I think there's a purpose for it, but I also agree with you. Like, And to be honest with you, I think when you get to be about my age, and I will not reveal that, um, you don't remember <laughs> any lot of it unless you're <laughs> using it in, in the moment. But I do know that the things that I did learn built some sort of a foundation so I could go to another level. Yeah, but your your foundation is just different than my foundation, and I think it's almost stronger. I think because you've had to work through this obstacle, that people people can't see it, so they don't understand it. So what does that feel like when you you can't really express it? You're not understanding it, but you know it's different, and nobody else can really understand it either.
1: It puts you in a place where, you know, you f- you don't feel good. You, you want to try to explain it and it's hard to explain and you just kind of want to shut down and uh, it kind of makes you feel really bad.
0: Did you feel like you were shutting down when you were younger?
1: Oh, definitely. yeah there mm-hmm. was there was times in school, out of school um, that like would make me feel like what's the point of doing this?
0: Right. That's a hard place to be when you're young. Yes. Um, And I bet that was really hard on your family, too, because they love you and they want to help you, but they don't know how to help you. Yep. What was the point where somebody was able to tap in and get you into a different direction where you got the help you needed?
1: Um, It was probably, it wasn't for a while, honestly. Like, I had help in um, middle school and all that stuff. And uh, they didn't really know what to do, but they had people who knew of it to help out. Um, And I don't, there's not a lot of names I remember, but it was mostly when I went to Denver Academy where it really started to catch on and help out.
0: So then they had the tools and the resources maybe to best help you. Yes. Yeah. We're rural here, aren't we? Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of resources.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot here.
0: Um, so when did you go to the Denver Academy?
1: So I first went when I was in fifth grade, I believe. Um, and then it was just too hard for going back to the mountains and then coming back to Denver um, every weekend to go see my family who was there in the mountains here. And um, so I went back. Actually, no, I went out east um, to a school that didn't really know a lot about dyslexia. But it was just closer to where my brother went to um, boarding school out east in Berkshire, Massachusetts. Uh, It was close to my sister who went to Rhode Island. Um, And so we did that. That didn't really work out. I mean, it worked out. It was, you know, hard, but I got through it. And then after that one year, me and my father and my family were just like, not really working here. You know, it's kind of crummy all day every day. You know, you get home and it's raining and you're like, "Okay, I'm kind of done with this place." Yeah. So, it's kind
0: of So the weather was a challenge. Yeah, the wet the weather, yeah. Yeah. Too.
1: Yeah, cuz you know, you want to you want to go home from school or doing something and have it be like a sunny day or else you just feel like Right. Okay, well, this kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, you're inside and you want to get outside and yeah. yeah. You want to
1: have a smile on your face yeah. and that was a big challenge. So we came back and then for seventh grade, I went to Denver Academy again and stayed all the way through my junior year of high school. Okay. And then came back to uh, Glenwood High School.
0: Was it a little easier than after you had been at the Denver Academy to slide back to Glenwood then?
1: Uh, It was a little bit. Um, There was still some challenges because, you know, Denver Academy really got me, and they knew how to help me. And then coming back here, they knew about it, and they have IEPs here and stuff. But it's still different because it's moving at a faster pace.
0: Okay. Okay. So moving from high school now to where you are, tell me what it looks like when you're maneuvering through life here. Give us an idea of, like, you know, like for me going to the bank and filling out a bank statement, I mean, it's, you're just moving. But for you, what does that look like? Do you have to be in a quiet place, like no distraction? Like, it's funny to say picture. that because
1: I still can't do that. <laughs> um, I do need help sometimes doing that stuff, especially with counting money. I'm so bad at counting money. Can't really do that. Um, I kind of just rely on my calculator on my phone or my parents' help with that still. But uh, mm-hmm. if they're not there, then. You know, what I've learned over the years is don't just guess, but like use the tools that you have to figure it out.
0: Yeah. And technology is better, but I don't know if that's really better with with dyslexia is. I mean, do you feel like you have challenges even manipulating a, those programs?
1: Um, for the programs that I use, I don't because I've just worked with them for so long okay. and I kind of know how they work. And all that. So,
0: mm-hmm. well, it's impressive. I mean, it really is. And i I just feel like I don't think your average person even has a clue what it feels like just to get up in the morning and get through a day when you're going through when you are struggling through dyslexia. So, um, yeah, giving us that snapshot is really important to help other people understand. But um, have you met anyone else here in the Valley that has dyslexia or is, goes through something similar to you?
1: I have met people who have dyslexia not as strong as mine, though.
0: In different forms? Yeah,
1: in different forms, yeah.
0: Um,
1: so I, I've met people that, you know, have trouble with reading or then someone else has trouble with math or someone has trouble with writing. I have all three of those. So, so. you
0: have all of it where some people just have one form of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what a help you could be to other people, though.
1: I can see that being
0: yeah. you could be such a role model because you get up and you do it.
1: Yeah. It now it's just kind of like I kind of go on along with my day, and you know, just having the right motivation helps out a lot.
0: Yeah, mindset is a lot. Yep. But to get there, you got to do a little work.
1: Yeah, it takes time.
0: Mhm. Yeah. But you're out working, and you social. You're social, and I, your family's lovely, and uh, you got your doggy. So tell me some of the resources that you have used or are using that you could share with other people if they're listening and they might know somebody that has dyslexia in any form.
1: So the main thing I would say, um, you know, technology and all that stuff is good, but that's not gonna what. That's not what's going to help you get through most of it. You need to find someone who really knows what they're doing and can really help you out,
0: like a mentor.
1: Either a mentor or just someone who is good with dyslexia and knows what you're going through.
0: Is there like a support group, or is there something that somebody could tap in to say, like, where would I find that person?
1: Yeah. So there's there's probably a bunch like. Many years ago, there were probably not a lot. There's probably one or two, maybe three. Now there's probably a hundred. And uh, just to, even getting probably like a therapist who knows, like they can reach out, they can get in touch, and
0: it really helps out. Great advice, Ben. Okay, Ben, so I asked you to come with a song. Um whether it's inspirational or something you use to kind of work through your obstacle. Do you want to tell us what song you brought?
1: Yeah. So I brought float on by modest mouse.
0: Is there some meaning or what's, you know, why when you tune into that song, what's going on there?
1: You know, a big part of it is just like saying like we all float on. It's kind of like we all move along at our own speed. You know, everything's going to be
0: all right. I love it. Well, Listeners, stay tuned to listen to Float On by uh, Modest Mouse, and we'll be back after the song. If you're just tuning in, this is The Brain Garden. I am your host, Janelle, and my special guest, Ben Haim, is here. And we're talking about dyslexia. Um, and now, Ben, why don't we touch base on other things that are associated to dyslexia that you're experiencing or have experienced?
1: Um, I would say mostly that goes with that is either depression or anxiety. Those are the top two that people usually get with dyslexia.
0: So is it intermittent is it some something that triggers it is it is it all the time like let's break that down a little
1: you know it's for anxiety it's not all the time um and it could be for different things uh you know working you know in a group say that um at school or something it's very hard to like share what you want to share and read something but if you can't read or if you have trouble reading that anxiety comes in and you start to sweat, or at least I used to start to sweat. My hands start to shake and I just get wet palms and stuff. And it was very hard for me. And I would honestly, I would tell the teacher and I would just walk out the door and just go take a 10 minute breather and then come back in.
0: You know what? That was going to be my next question is, tell me how you handle that. But just to be able to say to the teacher, I just need 10 minutes and that's being supported i think that's probably really beneficial
1: it is it's very nice
0: so if you're listening make sure you speak up
1: yeah if you don't speak up it's it gets harder yeah you want the help
0: did you have any trouble with other kids bullying or picking on you or just because they didn't understand it
1: no most of my friends um like knew that I was different Mm -hmm. and they didn't care. They're still my friends. You know, it's school, school. Everyone has problems. Everyone is different. They helped me out the best they could. That is
0: awesome. So your friends were core. They don't care. Everyone's supporting. And that's really beautiful, actually. That makes me feel good. And then you just have to speak up to your teachers and to the staff then and let them know what you're going through so they can support you as best as they can.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So, Ben, you mentioned IEP, which is Individualized Educational Plan, and I want you to kind of give the listeners a chance to help us understand what that feels like when you're going through that or using that program.
1: Yeah, so that's basically just, you know, you're working on yourself. You're working with someone who understands dyslexia and fitting classes and school just for you so you can learn the best way you can. And um, they help you out with everything, you know, either with quizzes, you know, just in class, anything um, to make sure you get the best out of your education.
0: Are they with you throughout your class?
1: Not all the time. Um, You can ask and someone will be there next to you. Like I've, I've asked for people to come in and read me something during a quiz or just help me figure out what I need to do next. And I honestly had to learn that I don't really care what other people think. I need to worry about myself and my education.
0: That is the message. It is. Focus on what your needs are. And here's my quote of the day, my little insight. What others think of me is not my business. Yeah. So I think that's brilliant. But Yeah,
1: we don't no one
0: don't focus on all that. Yeah. Stuff.
1: No one needs to care what you think or how you work or how you learn.
0: And be the best you. Yeah. Do you have a goal? I want you to tell me one goal in the next five years that you have for yourself.
1: Oh, dear, that's a hard question. Probably finish college. Mm-hmm. I had college, or I've done college before, uh, just a semester at CMC. Didn't really work out for me. I um, wasn't ready for it yet. And.
0: So, goal in the next five years kind of get back into that college frame of mind?
1: Yeah, but only doing one or two classes. I like that. Yeah.
0: Do you know what class you might start with?
1: Well, I did outdoors um, last semester, and that was really fun. I'm a huge outdoors person, so I will probably start with that again, outdoor education.
0: I love that. I'd like to see you pursue that goal. And then before we wrap up for the day, I want you to come up with a message for anyone that's listening or or knows somebody that knows somebody with a form of dyslexia what is the positive message that you would want to send out there to the listeners
1: so mine would probably be just don't be afraid to ask for help you know i lived my life going through saying i got this don't worry about it but truly ask for help it helps so much
0: that is a great message and i think anybody could apply that don't think that you could take the world on your shoulders um but especially when you're dealing with dyslexia just reach out
1: yeah don't be afraid it's much
0: easier when you got people walking with you right yeah and and helping you out taking your hand helping you over a big rock i don't know right yeah so I want to thank you so much for opening up, sharing your personal story, and having a conversation here with me on Brain Garden. Um, listeners, if you like what you hear, we're on the fourth Wednesday of every month. You want to check out the podcast, you can check that out on Spotify, on Google, on KDNK, on Andy Zinka Youth Empowerment Program. And we appreciate um, those programs for giving us this platform. And thanks, Ben. You thank are you. amazing.
1: Thank you so much.